Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And this young lady with me, you all have seen before, and I know that you're as excited about hearing from her again as I am. Michelle Cohen, welcome back. Thank you so much, Paul. It is great to be here. Oh, it's so great to have you. I've interviewed Michelle before, and uh, I've talked with her on different occasions. We're kindred spirits or kindred hearts or whatever you want to uh, call us, but we're uh, we really enjoy where Papa and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, who I call grace these days, is taking us. And I'm just excited to have you here and talk about what's going on in your life. Oh, thank you so much, Paul. It Lots is happening. It's very exciting. It's exciting to join with like minds, like hearts, people who are having scales fall from their eyes and beginning to figure out who they are, who we all are, who we've always been in yeah. Christ as Christ's body. Very exciting times. It is exciting. And most of our listeners know that I'm, uh, well, by the time this comes out, the, my new book will have already been uh, released, Grace to All, the same name as this podcast. And and what I'm doing in the book is to uh, profile uh, a couple of pages each of uh, people that I've interviewed over the last three years, including you, and uh, to give information on how people can connect with you and books that you've written, and in your case, poems and uh, all sorts of different things, and your current ministry and that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, which I'm excited about, and and that's sort of what I I don't want to talk about the book today, but I want to talk about the concept of of people connecting with other like-minded and like-hearted people all over the world. Uh, you know, in our own cities and states and and uh, countries. Uh, you originally come from England, from Great Britain, and and in the states now, and you know, as I am, and. But we're seeing something that we've never seen before. And you and I just talked before we started about it being a tsunami, a, a wave of people, a wave of the spirit uh, of people, uh, living water flowing from one. Man, there are more, more metaphors here than I thought. And this living water that's flowing out of uh, so many people who are are coming in the understanding and the revelation of God's unconditional love, pure love that uh, casts out all fear, all-encompassing grace for all people, pure light with no darkness. In process, more and more people are finding out about this. A tsunami does two things, as, as we talked about before. It's this huge wave of water that sweeps over and cleanses things, but in the process, it, it destroys and washes away old things that are there that uh, we're finding out now are toxic and harmful to us. So, Michelle, tell us about what you see happening in your life and in your community and in uh, all over the world. How do you see this? What What are your emotions? What are your insights into, into what the Holy Spirit's doing now? Well, I love your analogy about the, the living water. 
you know, we've talked, many of us in Christian faith for so many years, we talked about getting the Holy Spirit to come into us and, you know, not realizing all along that the Spirit is our very essence and is always residing within us and the living water that, you know, begins to spring up into this this wellspring of uh, eternal life and eternal life experience, abundant life, it, it's a question of taking our chokehold off of the hose, so to speak, so that what is within us can actually spring up. And I think that more and more and more people are discovering that the lights are coming on. We're beginning to do the math, do the thinking, do the critical thinking and realizing, wait a minute, you know, I, I, I'm, I don't need to be a form of godliness that's in resistance to the power thereof. And the power thereof is right here within me. The spirit of God is, is within me. Instead of suppressing that and seeing myself as separated from this life source, from this well of living water, I'm going to, I'm going to untap it. I'm going to, you know, let it spring up within me and, and, and realize that there is this life force, my life force, the life force that I am could not possibly be disconnected from, or I wouldn't even be in existence, just needs to flow. It's, a, it's the undoing of all the stuff we put on top of that essential self, that essential life that we actually are, that we have in connection to our source. And, and so I love that. So the more that this is springing up, it is literally causing a tsunami, a wave <laughs> of, of life that is beginning to show up and, and highlight things that are fake, are counterfeit, are really speaking against this connection that we've always had and that we always have. And I think people are realizing, I've heard so many people in the last few months, it's sad to say, and I don't mean this in any rude kind of way, but they're saying, I just can't deal with it. I just can't sit in that pew one more time and learn about how bad I am or learn about how separate I am from God and still the donkey and carrots, still the having to jump through the hoops. It's as though it simply isn't resonating with people anymore. They are we, we, there is such a divine move. It's not anything that anybody is creating. It is something that the creator, the creator that's within all of us uh, as the offspring of God, the never disconnected offspring of God, we are rich, literally getting revealed to ourselves. There is a revelation of the sons of God and it's starting with who we are. We're revealing ourselves to ourselves. We're remembering who we are. We are being born again in the Aramaic, remembering our origin. And mm. once someone wakes up to that, once <clears> the lights come on, once that awakening happens, you just can't keep stuffing the old <laughs> food down the throat anymore no. without the gag reflex. People are just saying, I can't, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't hear this anymore. I don't think it's resonating with me anymore. I'm beginning to wake up to the fact that I've never been dis disconnected from my life source. Now I'm coming out of the grave and I need to get the grave clothes taken off. Where can I go? Who can I listen to? What teaching can I receive that is actually 
going to reconnect me with the truth of who I am rather than keep putting grave clothes on me about who I'm not. Oh, that's so well said. And I so agree with you. You know, it just makes me uh, think of, of so many different uh, examples. But it, going back to, to the tsunami thing, and, and it, it reminds me of, well, first of all, of what uh, Isaiah speaking for God said, see, I'm doing a new thing. You know, don't you perceive it? I, I'm making streams in the desert. And then uh, thinking of, of in John, first of John, we're uh, talking about people not perceiving what's happening because they love the darkness. Well, if that when that tsunami comes and it's coming now, if we uh, stay for a while, and I don't think any of us can ever stay there permanently, if we stay for a while underwater, clinging on to those, uh, our seat in that pew of dead religion, after a while, we're going to be gasping for air. I mean, we're, but I'm gasping, I'm gasping for air just sitting there now. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not sitting there, but anytime I do, I, my, my wife and I were invited to a grand opening of a church, uh, I won't say anything more than that because some people who listen to this don't know where it is. And the uh, pastor is a friend of mine, and you know we we went to support him. We literally, uh, I mean, we were there for the meet and greet stuff and the praise and worship, but then when the message started, we we just it was like we were gagging, and we just had to get up and leave and go out in the fresh air and the light and get away from it. And I, I think more, well, I know more and more people are, are in similar situations, mindsets where we are. Many people are feel that, but they don't know what it is. They just, they know something's wrong. They know what they've been doing isn't working. They can't sell what they've been buying before, but they don't know yet what it is. And that's, to me, what is so exciting about what you're doing, Michelle, and about the age that we live in, uh, in, in the social media age and the Internet, where people can connect. Because before this, I, I'm old enough to remember this, you know, before this, back like in the 70s and the 80s, when you had these kind of thoughts, there was nobody to turn to. I mean, you, 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 you couldn't even look it up in an encyclopedia, really. Uh, but now, and of course, all, all through the centuries, when people have been touched by the Holy Spirit like this, religion has, has put that fire out, uh, literally sometimes by burning them at the stake. But you can't do that anymore. because I mean, you can, you can sit in a dead church service and hear somebody talk about God torturing people. And, you know, you can go, huh, I wonder if anybody believes differently than that. Oh, they do. There's this young lady in Dallas, and there's this old man in Lawrence, Kansas, and there's this person in England and Jacksonville, Florida, you know, and there, <laughs> and it, it's like, it, it's just a, it's a good time to be alive. It is. The light is unstoppable. God said, yeah. let there be, well, we read, God said, let there be light. It started somewhere. And, and as we know it, it's, it, it never ends. It never, it never stops beaming forth, going forth. And, the light is unstoppable. And when, you know, I, I like to study all kinds of things, Paul, and we are learning that the sun is emitting light in such a way. There are shifts yeah. even in the heavenlies, right? The, the heavens are declaring 
the glory of God, not just meaning it's pretty out there on a dark night with all the stars flickering, but the heavens are shaking. The heavens are shifting. There are such shifts, even in the heavenlies, that there are new infusions of light on the earth that are waking people's brains up. We are literally awakening. You, you can hear this in various different scientific fields. Um, that is causing us to wake from a slumber where we are not going to tolerate the same toxic programming over and over and over again. We are waking up and beginning to critically think again, perhaps for the first time in centuries. We are doing our homework. We have an information age. Just like you said, you can pick up your phone. You can actually learn words for yourself. You can actually see what does this really mean? You know, we can see that not everything that we see in our <laughs> uh, in our Bibles, in our New Testament, Old Testament, the, the translations are really not often that accurate to the original wording. And we've got enough information at our hands to begin to look that up, see what we're really seeing here, and do some critical thinking and realize, wait a minute, there's a... a I've been looking through a lens that got taught to me, that got taught to the person that taught me, that got taught to the person that taught the person that taught the person that taught me, that is off base. It is not in line with God who is love. And we're learning to just get the rubble out of the way. The houses of cards are falling down. And we're beginning to just go right, get right down to the foundation of this thing. And I think that there is, you know, there is a people in the earth more and more and more every day are wanting a city, a refuge, a, a, a truth that of a city, of a, of a people that have, has a foundation whose builder and maker is God, not whose builder and maker is several blokes in history. <laughs> who decided to twist it a certain way for the sake of patriarchy or for the sake of control or for the sake of influence that causes us to switch off our own internal government, the government of God within us. And of that government and of his peace, there shall be no end. The light is going forth. It's becoming unstoppable. And I was one of those people, Paul, who when I was writing Eden Song, I was learning so much so fast. It was like lightning downloads. I was following it up with research. I was working on this project for a few years. And during this space of time, I thought I was the only one. <laughs> I thought I was the, I did. And then I began to discover you, Paul, and, and, and uh, you know, so many of your friends and, and others out there just in my little small Facebook group world, and then learned there's a whole, a whole ton beyond that all teaching the same thing, all waking up and realizing, wow, we are not separated from our father. We were never separated from our father. We've had the wool pulled over our eyes long enough. It's caused us to fall in line, to be enslaved in so many ways and not live in the freedom. We're presented with the teachings of Jesus as though Jesus came to start a religion. Jesus didn't came to start a religion. He came to set people free from toxic religion. He came people came to set people free from the idea that there's a sky god out there that's retributive and uh, and harmful. Mm -hmm. He came to set us free 
from our misidentity. That was his purpose. Oh, it was. And, uh, you know, one of the terms, one of the many terms, I, I, I'm coming to realize just about everything we were taught was wrong. But uh, one of the, <laughs> one of the, one of the key words that's uh, just recently that's uh, I've seen mean something completely different. Uh, you know, the Greek word ecclesia, the called out ones, which we translate as the church. Well, I've, I've come to see when Jesus used that word, the called out ones. I mean, I, I was taught in religion that we're called out of the world of sin into a place of holiness or however you want to phrase that. I've, I've come to see that when Jesus used that word, the called out ones, he was referring to people being called out of destructive religion. <laughs> not not called in to be a, another person uh, expression of destructive religion, but to be completely called out of that. And that that's what, uh, I don't even want to call it church anymore. Uh, I mean, I, I love the small C church, people getting together and, and encouraging one another and sharing the love of God with each, with one another and serving each other and meeting each other's needs and, and, uh, fellowship and all. I, I love that. I, I don't love the, the bureaucracy. I don't love the, the doctrine of the dogma or the committee meetings or the uh, exclusion and, and all. I don't love, I don't like any of that stuff anymore. But, uh, ecclesia means called out from all of that stuff. And, uh, I mean, it's just, it's another one of those things where <laughs> what we taught was just exactly the opposite of what the truth is. And I, I listened to your, uh, most recent uh, message. I don't know if it was last night or a couple of nights ago, ago but you know, you, you were talking about uh, not realizing who our true self is and uh, not just trying to uh, make a better version of our old false self to begin with. And, you know, and when Jesus said, you quoted this in John 17, three, the life of the ages, eternal life is knowing the only true God, which certainly implies there are versions of the false god <laughs> out there and that that's what we've that's what we've been uh worshiping and uh bowing down to and praying to forgive us and uh not punish us and come into us for years it's just a uh an exercise in futility and boy people are people are waking up to that and are uh are really resonating with hearing that god's not mad at you. He never has been. He's always loved you. And he wants you to know that. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you're saying. And what came to mind just right then was that one of the first things to go, I think, when one gets enmeshed, and I think that's an appropriate word, in enmeshed in the religious programming, even though it's often so well meant, it hearts of gold. Um, sure who, you know, are just taking what they've been taught and just doing that again in their voice. But one of the first things that is taught to get switched off is our own voice, our own intuition, uh, our trust in our own hearts through, for example, Jeremiah 17, 9, that horrific mistranslation that the heart is deceitfully wicked. 
Uh, and so we're taught that our hearts are deceitfully wicked, even though Jesus lives in our heart. So that's kind of such a <laughs> such a dichotomy right there anyway. But so if we're taught that our hearts are deceitfully wicked, obviously any veering away from, you know, the programming, which can even be to the point of cultishness, we have a tremendous cognitive dissonance. We don't know what to do with that. We, we, we are taught that if we step outside of how it's always been, that we're going to get hit with fire and brimstone. And so one of the first things I think that has to happen is people have to be encouraged to reconnect with their own intuition, the tu- the tu- the tuition that comes from within. Who is the teacher? Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the guide who leads you into yeah. all truth? And But you can't <clears throat> believe that you've yeah. got a, a tuition <clears throat> within, a teacher within, if, if you are first taught that it's dangerous mm. to listen to your own heart's voice. So I think that mm. is such a big step. But once you yeah. are willing to cross that line and you begin to tune in to the Holy Spirit and, and realize, oh, wait a minute, I'm not going to get the mind of Christ when I'm a good girl or I follow all these religious rules. I have the mind of Christ. I've always had the mind of Christ. I got talked out of having the mind of Christ um, so that I could follow a regime or a, you know, whatever it is or a program. Mm. And, And you're absolutely right. I had this right here in my notes, actually, that this is so much what, um, inspiration for life and arts is standing for is that it's an assembly of, of called out, called out of what? Called out of toxic programming, called out of dualistic mindset that yeah. actually prevent us from experiencing abundant life as Christ's body that we already are in the oh, earth. Boy. So, <laughs> That's so right exciting, Michelle. And, you know, we're, we're really out of time for this episode, but I want to pick up there right just where we were and and have you really expand on that in our next episode if that's okay with you i'd love to great well as we, as we close up uh this session and and we'll be back that people will hear it a week later tell people how they can connect with you and where they can get your books and those things yes absolutely inspiration for life and arts is at the address of michellefrancesca.com and I am sure that uh, Paul will be able to put that up on the podcast, michellefrancesca.com. And that's where I, I am offering coaching workshops and gathering opportunities for empowered living from the inside out. Super. I will put that in the show notes. We'll put it out. I really encourage people to contact, uh, get in contact with you because it's meant so much for, for me. I always learn from reading your books and, and your posts and uh, listening to your to your videos and your interviews with other people. And I know it will bless a lot of other people too. So, Michelle, thanks for being with us today. Thanks so much, Paul. And likewise. <laughs> Thank you. And, and thanks, everybody, for listening. And tune in again next week, this next episode, because we're going to talk more about what Michelle's doing right now, which is going to be very exciting. So, Thank you all for listening, for being with us for another episode of Grace to All with Paul Gray. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.